We are joined now on the KRDO Newsline by National Correspondent Aaron Rayel. And Aaron, yesterday I, I was gobsmacked to look at a bill for uh, my in-laws and their grocery bill, their weekly grocery bill, was topping $200 and inflation really was kind of the story of that. Uh, but you say that there's uh, some hope on the horizon. There is hope on the horizon, which is a good thing. And you're right. If anyone has gone to the market lately, they might see this a little bit. Um, I know that I buy the groceries for my family every week. And while it isn't great, it's better than it has been in, in recent months. And Kraft Heinz, so they are behind ketchup, sliced cheese, all the stuff that we buy. Um, their fourth quarter profits on Wednesday, on Wednesday, they reported them. They were up 10%, 7.38 billion, beating Wall Street expectations. And they have said... They are done raising prices for now. They have hit the ceiling, and they understand that consumers, they're just really strapped. They can't go any higher than this. And while a lot of these big companies, you also have PepsiCo, Kellogg, Condoleezza, excuse me, Conagra, Mondeleza, General Mills, they've all said that they're making profits this year. So while this was blamed initially on you know supply chain issues and inflation and just passing the cost along to uh, consumers, understandable, but when you're all making record profits, perhaps you passed a little more of the cost than necessary on the consumers, which is what some people are arguing at this point. And they kind of see that consumers have just hit a wall. They're pulling back. They're spending more money on cheaper items. You still have to buy groceries. Much like housing, there's certain things that just have to be purchased. Groceries is one of them. And if you don't have the money to purchase what you need, you're just going to look for the deals elsewhere, which is what people are doing. And at this point, it seems like a lot of these companies are saying, okay, we're going to make up in volume what we lose in sticker price. Mm. I, I, you know, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, backlash against when you see, uh, for instance, those stock prices and returns and revenues doing so well, and you're going, but at the same time, you're, you know, claiming poverty as you're raising prices. That is, that just doesn't add up to in the minds of consumers at all. Uh, but some people are turning to uh, a, a way that they might battle inflation, and that's hope that Lady Luck is on their side with gambling. Uh, tell us about this. <laughs> yes, this is the other side. What a beautiful transition, by the way. Prop, that's <laughs> you some credit. <laughs> um, it, it, this might not be the best way to combat inflation. Um, statistically, it is arguably one of the worst. But gambling, record profits, people are doing it. And actually, casinos, online sports betting brought in $60 billion in revenue last year. 84 million American adults, about 34% of the population, visited a casino these are records, records, and, and this figure doesn't even include the tens of billions of dollars in revenue by tribal-owned casinos. So almost every state except two, Hawaii and Utah, have some form of gambling. Hawaii and Utah are the only two that have kept all gambling off limits. Other states have tribal casinos, uh, government-run lotteries, you name it. But people are really flocking to the casinos. And, and in the beginning, experts from the industry said that the reopenings brought this younger group of customers. They were introduced to casinos, and they've continued to visit and gamble. But they thought it was in uh, stimulus money at first, but they're still there. They're still spending. So it's really interesting. I don't know about you, but as recently as 10 years ago, I remember sports gambling being like, ooh, taboo, dangerous, nefarious. And now we're like, eh, 
whatever. It's everywhere. <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually surprised by the cultural and, and, and the tonality of this, how quickly it shifted, no? Yeah, right. and especially, you know, seeing kind of the, you know, embracing of it, uh, especially from the sporting leagues as well. You know, you saw, you know, during the Super Bowl coverage, obviously, you know, major uh, kind of, you know, sponsorship deals within MLB, things like that. It's definitely something that you would imagine wouldn't have happened even five, ten years ago, but now it seems to be very embraced. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting shift and a fast one too. Just the speed at which we've changed our opinion on this one is pretty pretty breakneck. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I you know definitely took advantage of it over the past weekend and luckily helped with some of that inflationary cost by actually you know kind of hitting big <laughs> on a few things. So I mean, there's some places to it. Yeah. Well done. Well yeah. done. <laughs> He doesn't mention it to us because he would know that we would say, well, you know, bring in some extra cookies or Danish or something. Exactly. All right. National correspondent Aaron Royale, thank you for joining us this morning. Have a great weekend, guys. You too.